Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a, another episode of Running on Scuffs. We're happy to have all of you here with us this evening. And uh, yeah, we've got a we've got a full crew here tonight. We're uh, we're ready to have something. Uh, we're we're ready to have something to say about. You got to have a big crew when you're coming off a track as big as Talladega, right? You got to have mm-hmm. got to have something big, but. Uh, before we get into uh, everything going with Talladega, we're going to jump right into our uh, our opening uh, comments from everybody. Let's introduce our our regulars first. Uh, we're starting off with our producer, Mr. Zach Williams. How are you doing tonight, sir? Doing pretty good, sir. Just uh, had a pretty good weekend watching some racing. Exciting to break it down with you guys tonight. I am as well. Our uh, our resident Ohioan, Mr. Mike Daphner. How are you doing this evening, sir? Uh, doing pretty good. Kevin Harvick was doing pretty good this weekend until we needed a second overtime. And it's just like, ugh, he has to pit. Are you doing a podcast? Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's crazy here. Uh, our <clears throat> resident Florida man, I know Zach kind of challenged him for that title uh recently but he's back mr dan foster dan how are you doing this evening sir i'm doing good guys uh just rushed home from a a quick hobby meeting but uh i'm looking a little laggy on my screen so if if i back out here for just a minute i'm trying to get that fixed but uh i'm excited to be here hang out with you guys and talk some talladega i mean possibly the best track on the circuit yeah, uh, we're we're looking for we're looking pretty good, and uh, Mr. Zach Bell is not here with us this evening. He's feeling a little bit under the weather, but uh, if I do say so myself, we got a pretty good replacement for Mr. Zachary Bell. Uh, I assure you, he spent more time on a racetrack than Zach has. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Uh, Matt Nicholson, you guys have seen him on the show before. Um, he spent his Talladega weekend up in the, uh, the PA, uh, announcer booth. So, uh, he's got a fun perspective to tell, I'm sure. Uh, Matt, Absolutely. how are you doing this evening, sir? Well, let's see. Lacking on energy, lacking on sleep, a uh, little under the weather myself, but Hey, we're going to truck right on and go after it. There you go. That's, that's what we're here for. We're here to do, we're here to just, uh, this truck on through it, as he said. Um, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into uh, to our race review here a little bit. But before we do, be sure to uh, to check out our website and check out all of our social media platforms. Uh, you guys can check those out uh, through our Facebook. We've got our links, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All of our links are posted there. Um, and be sure to... Uh, to check out Matt as well. He's got a podcast with Steve West, so be sure to uh, to check that out. We will have a link to that uh, down below as well. So, um, so yeah. Without further ado, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into uh, to Talladega. But before we do, uh, Matt, you have uh, you've spent a little bit of time uh, on racetracks here in uh, in the state of Alabama, so. Uh, why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit about your uh, your experience racing in Alabama, and then we'll see how well it's uh, we'll we'll see how well it compares to Talladega here. <laughs> well, I spent quite a quite a lot of time and made quite a few laps across the street from Talladega Super Speedway at Talladega Short Track. Raced there for I think probably six years consecutively. 
but uh, competed for 11 years overall running dirt weight models and uh, competed on every single track in the state of Alabama with the exception of one, <clears throat> excuse me, which is a uh, North Alabama Speedway in Tuscumbia. But uh, probably, uh, I don't know, probably say turn 10, 15,000 laps on a dirt track somewhere over the years. Uh, got 28 wins to my credit. Uh, we got a 2009 track championship at a track in Shelby County, Alabama. Uh, won that one, won seven races in a row, seven consecutive races in a row that year and did not get protested. So I was legal, still was legal. But uh, I, a lot of times here lately, I miss getting behind the wheel. You know, you catch your, catch your right foot twitching a little bit. But uh, hopefully one day soon, be able to get back behind the wheel and get uh, go to turn in some more laps again. Yeah, that'd be really cool. We hope to, to see you back behind the wheel. My dad, I guarantee you, would know uh, probably just about everywhere you're talking about. Back back in the day, he uh, he worked on some some late model sure uh, cars that that they took over to Alabama and and Mississippi as well. So sure. Um, but yeah, that's really cool. I love uh, getting to hear about. Uh, all of our guests about, you know, the experiences they've had with racing. We all come at it from a different background. My, my 28 plus wins come on NASCAR heat. So that's, that's pretty much where my, my racing, uh, as far <laughs> as getting behind the wheel, that's where mine, mine begins and ends. But well, Mike I'm, and Dan, I got lucky today and won a C-class fixed race at Talladega come from ninth to first and a half a lap. Got lucky on that one. So, I got one to my credit for today. <laughs> Mike and Dan still hate me every Friday night. So I, it's, you know, the joy is there all the same when you win. So I won't say hate, but you know, you're, you're the Jimmy Johnson of our heat league there, bud. Hey, Listen, I'll, I'll take <laughs> also. All I know is we do not discuss the incidences on lap 94. <laughs> that was at Talladega too. That was yes, uh, it was. That's why I brought it up. One of the worst things uh, that's ever happened to me. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of uh, of some rough things happening at Talladega, we're gonna we're gonna get into that here in a little bit. Or well, actually, right now here with our race review, uh, we're gonna start off with our Cup race. Uh, the winner was uh, Kyle Busch getting his second win of the season for uh, his debut season with RCR. Uh, but there was a lot of things that happened in between uh, the start of that race and, and then. Uh, most notably, what I'd like to talk about was a massive wreck that involved uh, Kyle Larson and Ryan Priest and others. Uh, but Larson and Priest had a massive hit. Um, Dan, I want to get your your thoughts. Uh, and I know that, you know, we're going to try to get different perspectives here because uh, – I know that we had different perspectives at the track, but Dan, what was your thought when you saw that, that wreck for Larson and priest? Um, until I saw the end car camera angle of priest, I thought it was bad. But once I saw that, like it really just went to show you just how hard that hit was. Um, my body was sore from that, that video. Um, Thankfully, you know, the, the NASCAR has been able to build the safety into these these cars that they have. Um, I know last year with the Kurt Busch and the Alex Bowman issues, um, 
that you know there was some concern there with uh with just how stiff the frames and stuff were of the chassis um but i think this weekend with that wreck specifically kind of goes to show you that nascar has made some improvements there um but i mean that impact i i don't know how he's not in some kind of concussion protocol honestly because that i mean you could see his head just like i mean it ripped his visor open his visor was closed whenever he made contact it came open like i mean that's just the impact that i i'm glad i don't race race cars because i oof, i think i'd have to be retiring after that yeah that was that was tough uh matt you had a different perspective of that being at the track what was your your thought on the larson and priest hit there well my thought on that was yeah the reaction time from ryan priest was small but the angle of the, the square angle that he hit him at it's really i'm kind of puzzled and the words to use is because it was it's, it's such a touch and go tricky situation because the way these cars are built, and Dan just said it, these cars are so stiff. And the way these cars are built, there's no flex in these cars. And that's why you see, you know, with the with the Bowman and Kurt Busch deal last year, you've heard drivers before like Bubba Wallace, uh, Christopher Bell, uh, just two in particular say that it hurts a lot worse when you get hit in these cars. That goes to tell you these cars are way too stiff. But – in turn, if it would have been a correct with the Gen 6 car, the engine would have probably been in Ryan Priest's lap, the way that hit was. I saw the same in-car camera that Dan saw, and I'm going, good grief, a hit that raises your visor open from the force of it. Now, by Tuesday or Wednesday, personally, I won't be totally shocked if you see Ryan Priest in concussion protocol, because that was a shock. Riley Herbst, it was worried Sunday morning that Riley Herbst may not be able to start the cup race because they feared that he was in concussion protocol from the last wreck of the Xfinity race on Saturday. But in turn, these cars are way too stiff. They have no flex in them. These cars are supposed to give when you have an accident. The expendable object in the car, which is the driver, should not be taking the blunt force. The car should be taking the blunt force. But to sum it up, I'm glad Kyle Larson's okay. I'm glad Ryan Priest is okay. And they both got out of the car and walked away. Because of the results of that crash, different circumstances, it could have been a lot worse result. Yeah, absolutely. I think you uh I think both of you hit the nail on the head right there. We're, you know, uh these cars have got a, you know, there's there's pros and cons with everything, but you know, there's always steps that need to be taken uh i'm i agree with you matt i wouldn't be surprised if we saw priests in a in some sort of concussion protocol we certainly hope that's not the case but uh because simply because we want to see him on on track more often and even um, though it was but, scary seeing that roll cage rail bent was actually in my opinion a good thing because i think that that removed a lot of the force from going into Larson and instead got dissipated by that rail. It basically worked like a safer barrier for the driver. 
I'm just glad it wasn't on the driver's side because that would have oh, been yeah. a different situation completely. That yeah, that was what I was thinking on that one, Zach. I, I thought that as well. I uh, See, guys, I've seen a chat. I've seen a center section of one of these Gen Seven cars. The driver's side, there's a silver intrusion plate. This will probably. It's not a quarter inch, and it's not eight. It's in between a quarter inch and an eighth inch thick. It wraps all the way around the top, so that would limit it from the driver's side. So now I won't be totally surprised if you start to see one on the passenger side as well, just from a cover your you know what aspect, because there's no reason that that bar should have gave that much, because if he would have hit him probably say ten miles an hour faster. Who's to say that whole entire side of that cage would not have broken completely? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, not only yeah. that, but just the force of the Im- that impact, the, lo- the most recent impact that comes to mind immediately for me was when Eric Almarola rear-ended the Joey Logano and Danica crash where he injured his back. That I mean, that Kansas. was a hard hit. Yeah, Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, Talladega is a, a track that, you know, we expect Rex. Obviously, it's known for the big one. I mean, there were people, you know, down in Talladega that, you know, and I'm sure, Matt, you you hear it all the time. We all hear it all the time. But, you know, there's people down in Talladega that's like, we're here to see the wreck. That's, you know, and, and you know, I get that that's part of the entertainment value. But obviously, the main thing is we want, you know, everybody to be okay. Absolutely. You, you hit the nail on the head with that one. Every, not, I'm not going to say that much. Maybe 45 to 50% of the people that are sitting in the stands, they come to see a wreck. Not me. No. And it may be a little bit of foreshadowing here, but that Xfinity race, the first stage of that Xfinity race Saturday, I will argue with anyone that is probably one of the best stages of any top three series at a super speedway. I have seen since the inception of stage race. Yeah, I would agree. That was, I mean, uh, you know, of course I was, and and that's a great transition there, Matt. We're going to get into uh, the Xfinity race uh, as well. Uh, talking about that. I agree with you. That first stage was incredible. And, and there wasn't, you know, there wasn't any wrecks really going into it. It was just good, hard racing. It was aggressive, um, but it was clean. Right. Absolutely. Um, and, and that was amazing. And I will say that, you know, being down, uh, mama Seeger commenting, she, uh, you know, she said, I go to see a good race, not Rex, but I know a lot of people love the Rex. They do. And it's, uh, you know, Matt, you pointed on it and I, I completely agree with you. I, I know a lot of people are there to see Rex, but I'm, I'm not there for it. I, Mostly because, you know, these drivers are athletes and they do things that I certainly, you know, can't imagine getting in a car and doing it at the speeds that they do. But at the end of the day, they're human beings. Right. And, uh, you know, that's that's the number one thing. I'll, t- I'll take I'll take one step back to touching on something on the cut race. I told somebody this uh, yesterday. If I had a car that was as strong as, and people may tell me I'm dumb, people may tell me I'm crazy. I personally don't care. That was hands down the most aggressive, best, 
smoothest race up until the end that Bubba Wallace has ever ran. Yep. If I had a car as strong as Bubba Wallace's was and he could go where he wanted to when he got ready, I would have made the same move to go for the win. Because nine times out of ten now, with the way the blocking is with these cars, it's darned if you do, darned if you don't. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I've always been one. I, I've, you know, never made, uh, you know, never pretended to pull any punches for, for Bubba Wallace. But, you know, I got to say that's – I agree with you. I think he's, you know – and even he admitted when he got out of the car, he said, you know, that was my fault. It was – but yeah. it's, like Clint, it's like Clint Boyer said, both of you are going for a win. You've got to – you know, wins come so sparingly in the, yep. uh, the NASCAR Cup Series. You got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. To uh, to try to get one. So, and and Bubba Wallace, Talladega has always been one of his better tracks to do so. So, and it's like Brian Blaney said, you uh, can't block three times. Bingo. <laughs> yep, yep, that's true. Brian Blaney, I mean, he's riding a, a fifty-plus race winless streak. Bubba Wallace, he hadn't had a win since Kansas of last year, so they're both trying to. You know, and Bubba Wallace, even though he has two wins, he doesn't have a you know he doesn't have a playoff berth yet. So, you know, he wants to he wants to be a part of that sixteen uh, going to the playoffs and winning your end. And I think that's another thing that plays into a factor of sure. trying so desperately to get that win. Is you know we saw it last year. Uh, if it if Kurt Busch had not had uh, his concussion, there would be no points going to the playoffs there would have been 16 winners and i think that's you know i I think that's what we you know we see as a as a point of this playoff format but uh anyway going into the xfinity race uh we had a couple of other after that incredible stage one that matt talked about uh we did have a couple of scary wrecks there uh, one involving Greg Galding. Uh, he, obviously, there were others involved. Uh, I was want to say this: Greg Galding took a big portion of that uh, of that wreck. Uh, but Dexter Stacy had a pretty big hit to the inside wall as well. That was uh, Blaine Perkins that uh, took that flip. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I put Greg Galding. Yeah, on it was Blaine Perkins that took that flip. Blaine Perkins. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. That was uh. When I saw yeah, that in the script, Perkins. I was like, I must have missed that wreck. I'm, <laughs> I mean, I know I did. No, I just, race, for whatever but... reason, it was so, honestly, I was doing this all weekend. I was doing it at the track as well. I saw a yellow car, and it started <laughs> with a zero, and I thought of Greg Alding's 08. Right. With a, but anyway, um, that's what I get for. I just figured it's because I was at a taco and margarita festival, and maybe I just <laughs> drank too many margaritas and didn't realize it. Right. But so, no, that see, was uh, that was just that yeah, wreck that he had. That wreck that he had. You know, there was a whole lot of conversation after the Xfinity race, and even on Sunday morning as well about cars getting in the air. You know, haven't seen that many. Xfinity cars in particular in the air like that in a long time. I've got to backtrack everybody on this one for a minute here. Those cars did not get into the air on their own. Both of them were hit at an angle to where it launched the car. Blaine Perkins was hit in the right rear, and that's what turned him over. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Same thing with Daniel Hamrick. Daniel Hamrick got pinned up against the wall, and I think it was Raleigh Earth that was on the top side, on the top lane of the track. They got shoved up underneath him, and it launched Daniel Hamrick's car up. They were helped. They weren't. They didn't get in the air on their own. Now, if it had been by herself, the car would have been flipped. But they had help. Some like, wait a minute, y'all pump the brakes on this a little bit here. They were assisted flips, what I call them. They weren't unassisted flips. So everybody's got to settle down like, hey, they didn't get in the air on their own. They had help. And yes, I'm Blaine Perkins is out of the hospital. I'm glad he's all right. He's going to be out a few weeks because I'm pretty sure he's in concussion protocol because Saturday night they had to do some grinding on the racetrack on the backstretch because the car gouged the racetrack out some. They had to do some grinding on it. They got it fixed pretty well. But glad that both of them's okay and there were no injuries to that right there. But mm-hmm. the cage on Blaine Perkins' car gave probably about six inches. Yeah, it was it was rough. I know for for both of those races, uh, uh, standing there in the infield, you know, around Victory Lane, watching on the on the screen, um, you know, that was you could audibly hear, uh, you know, the crowd just gasp, you know, when when both of those happened. Um, for for Blaine Perkins, uh, and and like I said, Dexter Stacy, he took a pretty big hit there as well. He did. Um, so. Uh, I want to point out a couple of comments. Yes, Mama Secret, they are keeping me on my toes. That's why I brought Matt Nicholson in as a replacement for Zachary Bell, because uh, I usually trust Zach for that. And uh, honestly, I think Matt does a better job of it than Zach does. But uh, Peyton Moore, uh, <laughs> uh, she said she was heartbroken yesterday. I know she's a Ryan Blaney fan. I know it, it's tough, but we're we're still in this boat together, Peyton. Both of our drivers have. 50 plus when you know race winless streaks now so we're still in the boat together as far as that goes but i get to hang my head a little bit on a clash win i guess but nonetheless um also after one thing i want to point out uh for the xfinity series race you know obviously we had the wrecks uh one driver who was involved in the wrecks and was clearly not happy afterwards uh including not happy with the race winner jeb burton was chandler smith uh and i have to admit chandler smith is one of my uh one of my favorites in the xfinity series but even i don't understand why chandler smith was so upset with jeb burton uh after that because (laughs) jeb burton was not the one who caused the wreck it was uh actually his teammate daniel hemrick who again it was a racing incident. Daniel Hemrick knew they were getting close to the end of that race. He had to try to throw a block on Sheldon Creed. Uh, it didn't work because Sheldon Creed was already there, but ended up turning himself and got into a bunch of other good cars. I don't know why Chandler Smith was so upset about that. Um, you know, obviously I understand him being upset because, you know, that's just the nature of the, of the piece. Yeah. But classic heat of the moment. I mean, when I see stuff like that happening, and this is my personal opinion, it's not driver error for the bad blocks. That is a spotter error. Because that's good. You got spotter going, energy coming low, go low, go low, go low. When your spotter doesn't give you a correctly timed move, 
That's spotter's fault. That's not driver's fault. So you can't place all the blame on the driver. You got to go probably, I'm going to say 70 30. 70 spotter, 30 driver, if you ask me. So. You know, that's a good point. You know, people, everyone watching on TV and, and even the uh, the drivers should know a little better, but even they, it's like, you know, they don't necessarily see the spotter telling them to go low. They just see that the driver went low. And, you know, but you're absolutely right. These super speedway style tracks, um, they rely so much on spotter. And, just right. and, and, and a, lot, a lot of people don't realize, too, it started surfacing a little bit after the race, but uh, Austin Hill was very much under the weather Saturday during the race and they had to have a standby driver. But luckily, he didn't have to get out of the car, but he had to have a standby driver because he was dealing with uh, flu-like symptoms, and he was not very well at all, but he gutted it out. There's been some uh, some springtime sickness uh, rolling around. Zach's out with with sickness. Austin Hills had a had a had to have a standby driver. There was a cup driver who had to have a standby driver um, recently. Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, wasn't it Tyler was Reddick? It? Yeah, it was Tyler Reddick. Yeah, 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 Tyler Reddick. Yeah, so Tyler Reddick. Yeah, yeah. There's been some some sickness going around. Lately, amongst the NASCAR community, nonetheless, yeah, and uh, it was uh, Brett was the standby driver for Austin Hill. Brett Holmes was standby. That would have been really cool to see. It, it would have uh, been, and, and, and he was. And I, I spoke with him after the race. He was very elate, just elated that they would even consider him to do that. And I told right. him, I said that was very big for you. I said because that tells me that they're watching. So I said, but well, yeah, I wouldn't have hesitated either if I'd have got asked to get in, in to be a relief driver for the fastest car on the property that day. Yes. I would have got right. in a minute. Yeah. Um, I got to say, I mean, because I know he ran the cup race on Sunday as well. Do you know? Austin did, yeah. Did he, did he have a standby driver then? No, he was a good Sunday. Okay. Um, no, I, I know, you know, talking about Brett Holmes for a minute, you know, he, you know, obviously, uh, uh, he ran the ARCA race there Saturday. And anytime we come to uh, to Talladega, anytime, uh, especially recently, Brett Holmes' name becomes more and more, you know, uh, talked about as a certainly as a contender, uh, whether it be the Truck Series or the uh, or the ARCA Series. So uh, I think, you know, I think. Um, teams are starting to notice that, and certainly it would have been, you know, obviously we're glad Austin Hill was able to run that, but it would have been cool for for a driver like Brett Holmes to get that sure. opportunity. Yeah. But anyway, that's uh, that will do it for a race review segment. Let us know what you guys thought, Peyton. I'm sorry, I know what your thoughts were. You were uh, heartbroken about <clears throat> Ryan Blaney not winning, but um. Yeah, let us know your thoughts on, on the racing this weekend. Let us know what you think needs to change, what you think doesn't need to change. Was it good? Was it bad? Uh, you know, just let us know what you guys think. We'd love to hear from all of you. Uh, before we get into a pretty, what I consider to be a pretty fun segment we've got planned for us later this evening, um, we have a few news stories that we have to cover. So uh, let's go ahead and get into our Scuff Stories segment.
Thank you, Zach, for that. That's a uh, um, starting off with uh, this came out a little earlier last week. Uh, NASCAR announces uh, for Earth Day that they are going uh, for the pursuit of 100% renewable electricity at all of their facilities and NASCAR-owned tracks. Uh, also, uh, they are in pursuit of a sus fully sustainable racing fuel. Uh, their goal is to have zero carbon emissions by 2035. So uh, pretty cool for for them to, you know, go green. You know, obviously they've tried to do that in the past. They've had the bioethanol fuel for a while now. So, you know, they've had, this is not the first time that NASCAR has tried to go green for lack of a better term. Uh, Justin Haley has earned back all of his points from the uh, Phoenix penalty per the final appeals officer. Uh, the fines and the crew suspensions were upheld. That puts Justin Haley and the colleague penalty more on even ground with the Hendrick penalties uh, for the Louvers. So I think that was uh, NASCAR actually asked for that um, with the final appeals officer. So I thought that was interesting. Dan, I see you shaking your head there. What's your thoughts? Yeah, it's always a good thing when NASCAR goes to bat for their team, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I think NASCAR kind of felt that it wasn't fair that one kind of got a, a steeper penalty, essentially, than the other after the appeals. Um, so, I, I, you know, I think that was good on NASCAR to, you know, step in and say, hey, you know what? If if you're going to do it to one, you got to do it to the other. You know, you can't play favorites. So, um yeah, I, I think that was a that was a good thing on NASCAR's part to to, to kind of step in there for colleague and say, hey, you know, if you're gonna do it for Hendrick, you gotta do it for them as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Our good friend Ryan, he's here. He said, uh, sorry I'm late tonight. Hey, that's okay. We're we're still trying to catch up uh, ourselves with, with everything going on. But we know uh, Ryan, Ryan we hope you weekend. enjoyed Ryan, we hope you enjoyed Talladega. I know Joey Logano didn't get the finish necessarily for you, but um also uh you know ryan as far as xfinity goes he is a resident josh berry fan and uh i know that four junior motorsports three of their drivers <laughs> in one and one wreck yeah at least uh, it wasn't like daytona where it was like one at a time this time it was all three at the same time yeah it just, just ended all at once see that's the only bad thing about you know we talk about teams trying to get you know try to get with your teammates and you try to get with you know your your manufacturer your stable mates there the only bad part about that is especially with races like Daytona and Talladega if one of you wrecks chances are a lot of you you're probably all gonna get a wreck so it's, and, and again that wreck there was a result of a bad block yep it was a result of a bad block I mean that's pretty much what all super speedway wrecks are nowadays is just a, a block gone bad essentially yeah or a, or a bump draft gone wrong yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, that's that, yep. that's pretty much the only two. It's you don't one of the two. Yep. Big, huge, stupid mistakes anymore. It's one of the two. You don't yep. see a Kevin LePage in turn one. Yeah. No. <laughs> Matt knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh. Ryan yes, says sir. he goes into super speed. <laughs> Ryan says I go into super speedway racing uh, expecting Logano to get wrecked. That's how I feel about Truex. I feel like if I go in having that expectation, I don't get as disappointed. That's how all fans should be. Have low expectations, but high hopes. Set the ball. Yeah. I wish you guys could have heard the crowd yesterday when Joey Logano was getting coming up to get a lap. 
and he went into turn three, and he stayed dead in the middle and caused the top lane to split. And then it was so oh perfectly God. timed that Austin Austin Cindric jumped in behind him to protect him to where he could stay on the get free pass on the next caution. I wish you could have heard the stands. They everybody was like it was like you heard a big wreck happen. Like, oh, you know there, that, that noise. Yeah. There was someone yeah. in my group chat who was highly upset about that move. <laughs> there were several people yeah. not happy yeah. about that move. Yeah, the reason they made that noise is because that damn near was a big wreck. Like, oh, it, it could have been. It was yeah. super slow car going right into the middle of two lanes. It usually does not end well. <laughs> and, and Mike, when he made the move, he made it in front of Mike Bagley and turned three of them are in. And Mike Bagley's <laughs> voice went up about six octaves when he done it. Joey, look on him, go to the middle of the track. Like that right there. Yeah. Everybody yeah. just perked up and went, oh. Like that right there. Oh, here we go. Woof. No. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was a crazy weekend racing. Um, one thing we got to cover, you know, we talked about Justin Haley with his points penalty. Uh, uh, another penalty after Martinsville was given. Uh, Austin Dillon was issued an L1 penalty from Martinsville, 60 points. Uh, both driver and owner docked, 75000 fine, uh, $75,000 fine, and a two-race crew chief suspension for Keith Rodden. Um, so, uh, Austin Dillon, he just, I know he's a driver that, you know, sometimes you see up in the super streetway races, he wasn't up there as much, uh, Sunday as much as certainly not as much as I would expect him to be. He wasn't. And, and honestly, I, I know Kyle Busch got the win with RCR, but in, in the cup race, there wasn't really a lot of RCR ECR powered cars that were up front the majority of the race. I felt like overall it was it was mostly Hendrick kind of dominated Chevrolets. Of course, you had the Toyotas and, and the Fords, but as far as Chevrolets, I mean, it was mostly Hendrick Motorsports power. Now, Noah Gregson stayed up there for quite a while. That is true. Yeah. He stayed up there for quite a while, and, and uh, Legacy Motor Club is ECR power. Yeah, oh, that's right. I forgot. I, see, I was, when power, Jimmy yeah. Johnson came in, I thought they just went to Hendrick. You know, just yeah, they got <laughs> they got a, they got to deal with uh, uh, RCR and ECR. No. for agents um so uh <clears throat> moving on to a little bit better news uh ricky craven and kurt bush are going to be honorary starters at darlington here in the spring and uh they're going to be celebrating the 20th anniversary of their fantastic 2003 finish that was uh, a beautiful finish <laughs> uh, uh, one of the finishes that we still talk about to this day in in nascar not just at darlington but in all of nascar so uh, really cool that they're going to be honorary starters at Darlington. Uh, Rusty Wallace is going to be in the Fox booth at Dover. We've seen, uh, you know, obviously we've seen Tony Stewart. Uh, he was there for Talladega, and, and we've seen others join them as well. Uh, Bobby Labonte was there uh, for Martinsville. So, uh, you know, Rusty Wallace is going to be joining there at Dover. Uh Jeff Gordon is going to drive the pace car at the all-star race with Ray Evernham uh, waving the green flag for the all-star race. So another cool thing. Uh, I, I am fired up for this because I'm going to get to be there. And I, this is one that I cannot wait for. Yeah, I think I, I'm excited. For the, I'm excited for North Wilkesboro for the all-star race. I think it's going to be uh, a fun kind of a – old school, new school kind of combination there. And it, it fits that it's the 
75th anniversary for NASCAR. Yeah, uh, I've been. This will be my third different track to see an all-star race at. I've seen Charlotte. I went to one in Texas, and then I'm going to uh, this one right here. So this will be my third different all-star race track that I've seen. And I'm pretty fired up about it. Well, I don't know about you, Matt, uh, but I know the majority of the uh, the scuffs here on this team, and I can say this because Zach's not here. Uh, we are so thrilled that the All Star Race is not going to be in Texas anymore. Hallelujah! <laughs> that was an absolute cluster, you know what? Last year, and I gotta say though, the old school, new school comment: Heck, Kevin Harvick's gonna do that just on his own, running that twenty nine. The the, yeah. the the only good thing that I found with Texas Motor Speedway, and there's only one, there is a Bucky's outside of Turn Two, right across the street. That's it. <laughs> Listen, that you got it. a forty foot section of beef jerky. You know, it's always a good thing. I mean, it's right there. I mean, within right there, we're in Fort Worth, where Texas Motor Speedway is. There are not one but two Bucky's within eight miles of each other. So. That's about the only good stretch of I-35 right here in that piece of state of Texas. So they just put a Bucky's one exit north of uh, Daytona Speedway. So there's one right there too. Yeah, I mean we we now got we've now got four Bucky's in Alabama. Yeah, there's two in Florida. There's two, and they just announced the third one. Whenever I go, whenever I go see my sister, I visit both of them because I stop on the way down and I stop on the way back at the other one. Yeah, there's one each side of of the interstate. (laughs) Yeah, we got one in Athens. We've got one right near Barber Motorsports Park in Leeds. We've got now one in Auburn, and the the second one that was ever built outside of Texas, down in uh, Mobile. When you get a Bucky sponsorship for the show, I'm just I got to be completely honest. I think Mississippi still only has one. Um, be glad a, you have one. Yeah. My closest one, I believe, is either in Kentucky or Tennessee. Uh, yeah, another building one in Tennessee. I don't know if there's one in Kentucky, but another one in Tennessee. I want to say there's one. I forget where. I'll look into it. Oh, I say you're the stat guy. Look it up. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're the stat guy. Yeah, yeah. Mike is, as you can see, he's a self-proclaimed purveyor of DAF stats. So anytime we need something to be looked up during the show, we just send him on it. Yes, there is one in Richmond, Kentucky. It opened in July of last year. Have you guys, you know, I'm glad you say that, you know, you have you guys ever thought like heard a town name like Richmond, Kentucky? And like, I didn't know there was another Richmond yeah. besides like Richmond, Virginia. Like, There's a Richmond, Kentucky or Richmond, Indiana. Uh, and I think there's a Richmond, Kansas, if I'm not mistaken. I can't tell you the first time I thought I heard of something other than Columbus, Mississippi. I thought there, I, I thought Columbus was like a. Turns out there's some form of it in like all fifty states. So, so, so me and Zach, we we yeah, live like forty five minutes from Jacksonville, Florida, right? And I did not know there was other states with Jacksonville's in it, yeah, but there's like either. a ton of other states with Jacksonville's in it. There's a Jacksonville, Georgia, Jacksonville, North Carolina. I'm just like. The Jacksonville, Alabama, though, what I'm not yeah. even eight miles from. I'm eight miles from there now. It's just crazy. Like, you could come up with something original. Like, my hometown is original as all get out. But other than that, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yes, Ryan, we know you're from yeah, Columbus. Yeah, yeah, Columbus, Ohio. That was actually how I, how I learned about it because, you know, I have family that lives up in the Ohio around the Columbus area that, you know, they're like, we're going to go see our family in Columbus. I was like, and no, we had – family in columbus they're like no columbus ohio <laughs> and i was like 
what? <laughs> You're like, that's a thing? Where is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just the capital. No, yeah. no big deal. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um so we we've gotten through a, a few others uh, of a lot of stars coming to different racetracks. Uh, DJ Diesel, uh, also for <laughs> you sports fans, known as, uh, as Shaquille O'Neal, as Shaq, uh, he's going to have a pre-race concert at Sonoma uh, a little bit later this year. So I, is it fair to assume that Sonoma, we've seen Michael Jordan there before, is it safe to assume that Michael Jordan will be in Sonoma this year? I would say so. I'm I, sure he will be. Yeah. Um, I would say surprisingly, so. surprisingly, yesterday with MJ being at Talladega, people did not bombard him. They kind of let him be. It was it was really surprising to me because I'm thinking, all right, there's Michael Jordan. He's down there. He's going to have a crowd going with him wherever he goes. But it really wasn't. But I'll tell you one thing. His private jet was the easiest jet to pick out on the backstretch. <laughs> wow. I yeah. can't imagine. So, Was there a jump man I'm, on the side? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was Michael George's jet because when you saw the tail number and seen MJ and the jump man, you knew it was Michael's personal jet. <laughs> Tommy Williams said that's called security. That's that's, right. Yeah. Oh, but. That's anyway, why so uh, near him. <laughs> yeah. So uh so DJ Diesel or Shaq, he'll be at he'll be at Sonoma uh, a little bit later in the year. Um one other piece of news that we uh we've kind of we actually haven't addressed this much on uh on this show, and I wanted to get to that. Uh Carl Edwards has been announced as part of the NASCAR 75 greatest drivers. Uh that was earlier today. Um for those of you who don't know, NASCAR is is recreating for their 75th anniversary the their now 75 greatest drivers. Uh, it is their 50 greatest drivers uh, from 25 years ago, and they will be added by 25 more. Uh, Carl Edwards currently joins uh, Sterling Marlin, Greg Biffle, Tony Stewart, uh, Casey Kane, Randy LaJoy, Mike Stefanik, Ryan Newman, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, and Denny Hamlin. Uh, as the names who have already been announced, there are still 14 names to announce, uh, which we imagine we'll get at least, I would imagine, four more uh, this week. Because uh, they've been. Out of the list they've released so far, the only one that's kind of questionable to me is Casey King. Uh, it's a little questionable to me. I mean, I can. Yeah. I mean, he's got a Brickyard 400, but. The other ones have got either championships in one of the top three series, multiple Daytona 500 wins, or multiple Crown Jewel wins. Casey mm-hmm. King's really only got that Brickyard 400, and he's won a Coach 600. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of questionable on that one. But the other ones I can live with. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Dan, you and I were talking about this in one of our group chats uh, that we have talking about this. I mean, it, it's, you know, even if you talk about, I, I think there's obviously there's a group of about 30 drivers or so, you know, champ, you know, former champions, drivers who have won, you know, who are high up on that all time win list. And it's like those drivers are for sure, you they're know, lost. they're, yeah. they're, 
they're locked. They're getting in. Then you've got another group of about 20, you know, that are just like, yeah, they're probably going to get, you know, be into that 75. Uh, and then you've got, you know, those afterwards that get pretty heavily debatable. It's like, you know, it's like, does, does this person's accomplishments trump this person's accomplishments? Um, obviously, 14 drivers to still announce. Obviously, I expect uh, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Martin Truex Jr., Kurt Busch, Jimmy Johnson. Those are six right there. Matt Kenseth, you know, all champions of the sport. See, see you talking about stuff like that right there. I don't know if they did it on Fox Sports broadcast on Sunday or not, but on the uh, – the uh, big screens at the track, they did a segment called who's the most underrated super speedway driver in your opinion. And they surveyed the entire field. Everybody went with Denny Hamlin. Underrated? I, I don't, underrated. I, I don't see him as underrated though. I mean, I don't, I, yeah. they went underrated. I mean, they told him how does they have? I mean, come uh, on. Yeah, underrated. Uh, they, they went underrated slash best super speedway driver. And I will say this, I think Denny Hamlin, I mean, Denny Hamlin is a great racer at Daytona. Talladega, though, he doesn't have as much success. He does have a win at he's Talladega. Got two he's got two. He's got two wins got two. at Talladega. I mean, I'll give him credit where credit's due. Two wins at Talladega, that's, I mean, that's impressive, especially on top of the Daytona 500 success. Sure. But, but yeah, I just. People look at me, people look at me like I've got, 12 different heads and 35 sets of eyes when I say this. But from an underrated underrated super speedway driver, if I'm fielding a car and I've got to call somebody to drive my car, there's one person I'm going to call because every super speedway race, he is up front within the top 10 or he's threat is a threat at, at times to be a win, whether it's Cup or even Xfinity. Landon Castle. That is an interesting uh, – I will call Landon Castle every day. The setup man, Mr. Tom Willoughby, says most underrated of all time or most underrated among the current drivers? Current. Current drivers. That was. They they went I will current. say they this. Um, I'm going to go – if I were to say a current driver for most underrated, I'm going to say uh, – I'm going to go with Michael McDowell. I know it's kind of hard to say that after the rough race that he had, uh, you know, yesterday, but he always seems to find himself in, in a pretty good position. For the if, if, if I've got to go underrated right now, I'm going Corey LaJoy. That was my vote. That was my vote. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Corey LaJoy. I am with you on that one. So. But, yeah, that's, that's an interesting way to think about it. All right, gentlemen, we've made it through our, uh, our scuff story. Go ahead, Dan. I was going to jump back to the top 75 drivers. Um, I, I know, like you said, me and you had talked about, um, you know, how, how the, the tiers basically. And I went back and looked at the, the top 50 from 98 because uh, I really wasn't old enough to really appreciate that list back in the day when it came out. Um, but there is one or two on there that to me, even after going back and looking at their stats was kind of questionable. Um, but again, I mean, you, you know, you had 50 years at that time for everybody to look at. So, um, kind of, they're they're kind of focusing on the on the last twenty five with this list, and with that being said, then yes, I can understand you know why they're they're putting in a Casey Kane or something like that because over the last twenty five years, 
I mean, you're, you're not really going to throw in, you know, people who were really racing from like 2000 prior, essentially. So, you know, I'm glad you said that, Tom. Stenhouse is is another one that I think is yes, uh, sneaky good, very underrated. He's either Stenhouse is one of those drivers. He's either going to to bring you a checkered flag or bring back the steering wheel, and and that's just the way he is. That's um, especially when it comes to these super speedway style tracks. So I think he's a good one for that. Sometimes um, both. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> both. Across that's... the line. Forget nice. what race that was, but I swear one time in his career he wrecked at the finish line and still crossed the line first. I don't, I don't know what that. race that was, but I want to say it, it was might an have Xfinity been. race. Yeah, he may have done that. Maybe. I want to say he broke down just before the start finish line, and his teammate killed the back of the car, but pushed him across yeah. the finish line. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. I want to say like, it was Iowa. He was no. literally like barely crawling at his teammate, just goes Carl get Liberty. across the line. Uh, yeah. yeah, I thought it was Carl, but I didn't want to say it. And Carl Liberty. <laughs> yeah, that's a hey, that's a great moment we talked about. Yeah, that's a great moment we talked about. Carl Edwards being added to the seventy-five greatest drivers. So, um, nonetheless, all right, gentlemen, we're going to uh, uh, Peyton Lord. Oh Lord, she's crazy with her, her love her of YRB. Yeah. I'll go. I'll, I will go. I will go. Dylan Hart Jr. on this. And what in the mm, does Kyle Petty have to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> I completely. Yes. That was her. All right. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, so tonight we're going to try something a little bit new. Uh, I know for the for the fans watching, it's been a couple weeks since we had a debate segment, but uh, we're going to get back into that soon. But for tonight. Uh, I couldn't help but notice that across the sports world this week, uh, it's we're getting close to draft season. I don't know if you guys are any NFL fans, but the NFL draft uh, it starts this Thursday. For any WWE fans out there, Ryan, I hope you're still watching because I know you're a you're a big wrestling fan. The WWE draft starts Friday, um, and we just got done with one of the biggest drafting tracks that you have on the circuit. So for whatever reason, it just got me thinking it's time for us to have a draft. Um, so uh, that's what we're going to do uh, for our, our fun segment here tonight. We've got five of us here this evening and we're going to, uh, to put on our own draft segment and we're going to, uh, we're going to uh, put up. I've got my screen here, uh, Zach. If you'll put, if you could put that up, um, this is going to determine our uh, our draft order. Uh, just so you guys, we're going to do it live, just so you guys uh, can't accuse me for for trying to rig getting the first pick. Uh, <laughs> why why you get the first pick anyways i'm just gonna throw that out there he's gonna get the first pick anyways and it's still See, gonna be but but at least you can say if i get the first pick it can't be rigged because you guys watch it live but i don't know if this thing's got weight settings so that like you can make your point nine 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 weight and everybody else's it, point oh 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 it does not have weight setting you can ah, see it says they're enable, turned off okay uh, you can yeah there's i've got I've got that as well. Um, so we're going to determine this is going to be kind of a, it's going to go snake, uh, snake draft pattern uh, oh, like here. So, okay. Yeah. 
We're going to do uh, five rounds. So I'm going to actually, I know the NASCAR limit is to build a four, four driver team, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you five uh, here and we're going to use cup drivers only. We're going to do full-time uh, cup drivers only, correct? Yes. Full-time okay. cup drivers. Uh, unfortunately, Zach uh, tried to, tried to ask me earlier if Riley Herbst was available. And I said, unfortunately not. So, um, so nonetheless, I'm, I'm looking at the list. It looks Herbst. like there's 33, and then if you want to include BJ McLeod, I mean he's he uh, set out for three races. Set, so has yeah. JJ Yaley. So, uh, so nonetheless, we're going to go ahead and uh, get our draft lineup figured out. Uh, so, with the first pick of the draft, it's going to be Dan. Woo! All right, Dan gets the Dan gets the first pick of the draft. We're going to go and see who has the second pick. Uh, and it is, it's me. I've got the second pick. So it wasn't the, see, I couldn't let myself have the first pick. I just the second one's the, okay though. Yeah, the second one. Yeah. So for our third pick in the draft, we're going to have Mike. I like third cause it's a snake style draft. So I'm always in the middle of a round. Now you're always going to be there in the, in the middle and let's see who gets fourth or fifth. I think, honestly, I think I'd rather have fifth, but. This is going to be for fourth, uh, for the fourth pick of the draft, and that is going to be Zach. Of course, of course I'll take the, fifth. The guest would be the last one, but it's okay. He I'll gets take the fifth. Pick, so you should, I'll take spin fifth. It. You should spin it just to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little white. So, it does a little sliver of no one. <laughs> yeah, there's just that it's small gonna land one little white line. Be like, sorry, Matt, you don't get a pick. <laughs> I'll take fifth. All right, there's yeah, there's all right, there's fifth. All right. So those are that's our our five for the draft. Um, so Dan, we're gonna we're gonna start with you. You get to kick us off in our draft. We're you're drafting five drivers uh, to be on your team. Uh, current full time uh, NASCAR Cup drivers. Who are you taking first? Uh, I mean, I feel like it's a no brainer. Uh, he won this past weekend at Talladega. So Kyle Busch. I mean, come on. Interesting pick. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow you up here, and uh, I'm gonna also gonna take a Kyle. I'm gonna go with Kyle Larson. Um, so, back, back in points. That's... Yeah, Mike. Uh, what say you? You've got our, our third pick here. The draft. I'm actually gonna go with William Byron. William Byron. Wow. So Zach, we get to you in fourth, and you've already had two Hendrick drivers taken from you. <laughs> well, I was going to go Kyle Larson, but you know I have to go Chase Elliott if I don't get Kyle Larson. All right, so we've got Dan with Kyle Busch, uh, myself with Kyle Larson, Mike with uh, William Byron, and Zach with Chase Elliott. Matt, you get to go back. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you get to go back to back here to end our first round and start our second round. So who do you all right to end the first round? I'm going to dive to a blue oval and I'm going to go chase Briscoe. Oh, interesting. All right, Matt, who do you have to, uh, to kick off the, uh, who do you have to kick off the first round? Actually, as a matter of fact, while you're announcing your uh, you're announcing your second pick, uh, I'm going to go ahead and post the results of our, our round one here in the draft. 
All right, so my second pick is going to be Denny Hamlin. Hamlin, that's a good pick. Zach, we're going to go back to you here with with that. Well, I uh, I think the setup man read my mind. I'm going with Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick, that's going to be a good a good pick here. Uh, Mike, you're in the middle once again. What what say you for for round two here? Well, I'm actually kind of shocked it got back around to me, but I've got to go with my dude, Kevin Harvick. Well, got to let you uh, have that one, Mike. Got to let you have that one. I honestly that. thought you would take him round one. I was, I was, I was floored when he said Byron. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought so too. I was, <laughs> Look, I, I got to go with the current like person that every other week seems to be just dominating. So, <laughs> um. So with uh, with my second pick, uh, I'm going to go with a Toyota driver myself, and I know everybody's probably uh, probably expecting this pick here, um, but it's it's not going to be that person because I'm going to go with Christopher Bell. Dang it, that was going to be my pick. Solid choice. <laughs> uh, so Dan, what say you for for your uh, second pick? You get two in a row, but uh, give us your to end round two first here. All right. Well, uh, I don't have the hat on tonight, but the other hat that I often wear is the Melon Man. So give me Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain. That's a that's a good pick there. You guys can see in our comments. I just posted the uh, the round one results here, uh, and I'm working on round two. So, but uh. Hey, Logano and Blaney still on that. We've got some, uh, we've got some fans that are that are upset about that. Uh, nonetheless, uh, Dan, go ahead with your your round three option here. Ryan actually read my mind, and I was surprised that he made it this long. Uh, but I'm going to take the defending cup champion, Joey Logano. Yeah, Joey Logano. That's that's a good good pick. Uh, with mine. Uh, I'm sorry, Peyton. I'm not taking Ryan Blaney. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm not taking Ryan Blaney right now. Um, not necessarily. It's too early for him. Yeah, not, yeah. Um, gosh, I really don't know who I'm going to take in, in place of him, though. I think I got to go with, I, I think round three, I got to go with Martin Truex Jr. this time. I think it's, he's, I was waiting for it. He's running too consistently. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr. Mike, what say you for your third round pick here? Uh, my nice little third round pick is actually going to be Daniel Suarez. Daniel Suarez. Ryan Blaney still hadn't been picked. Yeah, We're going to see how far Ryan Blaney can go. <laughs> uh, Zach, what say you? There's still a Hendrick driver on the board. Are you going to go with it? or? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Not not for this one. I was thinking Blaney, but I'm going to have to go with Almarola. Eric Almarola. All right, I can. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, Matt. What say you for to end us for round three here? Who's going to be on your team? I'm going to go Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman. So he's going to take the. Uh, he's going to take the other Hendrick driver. The low hanging fruit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Matt. You've got round four here. What's. Uh, <laughs> you get the start us over. Suarez over Blaney and Bowman. Uh, 
You see, this is this is where we get a lot of the fan interaction. They get to call us crazy for our picks. You're dang All right. right. You're dang All right. right. Leading off round four, I am going to take Ron Blaney. Leading off round four. There you go, Peyton. You you got Matt to take him in round four. Zach, what say you for your fourth round pick? I am taking Corey LaJoy. Corey LaJoy. Mike, what say you for your fourth rounder? Uh, give me a second. I got a cross reference here and uh, see who's still available and <laughs> and who's not. Um, I'm actually gonna go with uh, Eric Jones. Eric Jones. All right. <clears throat> Well, with my fourth round pick, I'm going to uh, – I think I'm going to go with a former cup champion. He's impressed me this season. I'm going to go with Brad Keselowski. Dan, did I take one from you? Yes, that was my next pick. <laughs> All right, hang on. I got to re- readjust here. <laughs> um, actually, I, I'm going to go with – Brad K's teammate, Chris Busher. Chris Busher. All right, Dan, you get to start us off for round five, our final round of the draft here. This is where I think it'll get interesting because we've got a lot of, you know, kind of get into the mid-card talent here. Um, I'm actually going to probably – I'm, I'm kind of surprised he stayed this long. Um, but I got two Chevys, two Fords, so I'm going to take a Toyota with uh, Mr. Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace. Dang you. <laughs> well, I was going to tell the setup man, the setup man, he was saying that Bubba's still out there. And if, <laughs> if, if he had been left to me, he was still going to be left out there because I wouldn't even take Bubba. Um, I will say for my final pick, I'm going to go with a guy who's, uh, I think he's really good at both uh, super speedways and road courses. So I'm going to go with Mr. Michael McDowell. So, uh, Mike, that's your, uh, what's your final, the final driver for your team? All righty here. Let's see what we got. What do we, who, who's left? Um, I think Tom Willoughby's calling his shots. <laughs> uh, he will not be. I'm actually going to go with AJ Allmendinger. Allmendinger. AJ Allmendinger. He's a danger. All right, Zach, you're, you got one more pick here. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Ryan Priest. Ryan Priest. That's an interesting pick. And Matt, you've got uh, you've got Mister Irrelevant here for our draft. Uh, so who's going to be the the last pick of the draft here? All right, I'm going with a little doing like Dan here. I've got two Fords, a Chevrolet, and a Toyota. I'm going Chevrolet for pick number five. I was kind of torn between two drivers, but I'm, ultimately I'm deciding on Justin Haley. Justin Haley. All right, so that's that'll do it for our little mock draft here. We've got five full teams set up for for hopefully some sort of success. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 
if uh, everybody, we're going to go through, and, and I assume you all have been kind of keeping up with, with what you've got. Uh, Dan, you had the first pick, so uh, give us your final team here for your um, I got five winners from last season. That's all I'm saying with Kyle Bush, Ross Chastain, the defending champion, Joey Logano, Chris Busher, and Bubba Wallace. That's a pretty stacked team. Uh, I think Dan, he got lucky getting that first pick. That was, he got the first pick in, in three of the rounds we had. So. Yeah, Tom, I don't think anybody was going to pick Harrison Burton. <laughs> Probably not yeah. Harrison Burton. Oh. Um well for my team I had the I had the second pick of the draft. I took um Kyle Larson. Uh, and I'm typing this as I'm trying to put it in the comments. So uh Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, uh Martin Trix Jr. Um I had Michael McDowell last, I know. And uh, Brad K. So that's uh, that's my team. I, I don't know if that's good enough to beat Dan's, but I think on a certain track, I, I think on certain track type, uh, track types, maybe. But, uh, Mike, what what say you for your final for your final team here? I got I got Byron Harvick, Suarez, Jones, and Almondinger. That's a very interesting team. I'm also surprised one one driver. Uh, I'm also surprised now that you mentioned. I'm surprised Austin Cindric didn't end up on anyone's team. But yeah, I was looking through the was, through uh, the list of people still left, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's impressive." Yeah. All right, Zach, you had uh, you had a. I a had uh, yeah, I had Chase Elliott, Tyler Reddick, uh, Eric Almarola. Corey LaJoy and Ryan Priest. And Matt, what's your, your final final team here? Uh, my final team is Chase Briscoe, Denny Hamlin, Alex Bowman, Ryan Blaney, and Justin Haley. All right. You guys let us know. Uh, you guys let us know which one of those teams you think was the most impressive. I know uh, a lot of people have already sided with Dan on that one, uh, but <laughs> – uh, you guys let us know what you guys think about our teams. That's a fun that's a fun uh, thing we had here. And because we're winding down our time here, we've got a couple more picks that we have to make, but they're not draft picks this time. They're race winning picks. And we've got to get into our race preview segment here. I just want to say I've got four Chevys on my team. So if we get to if we go to a super speedway, they just gonna stack and go. Hey, in in the uh, Xfinity Victory Lane uh, yesterday, they were saying that uh, winners winners wear bow ties. So or uh, Saturday, sorry, not Sunday. Um. <laughs> yes, they will, Tom. They absolutely will. <laughs> There's going to be at least one fight. <laughs> Those Monday morning meetings are going to oh, be Oh, good. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I kept track of everybody's team. Absolutely. That team is going to be fighting. Yeah, poor, poor I, I agree with uh, with Tom. Poor Chris Busher. What did he do? <laughs> Just because I got Ryan Blaney, I automatically win. <laughs> Peyton, yes, that, that's all, that's the only qualification. That's, yeah, that's all, it, that's all it took. 
for Peyton. But you could literally have Ryan Blady and then like four Xfinity like drivers, Herbst. and she and Riley Herbst, Riley Herbst too. Riley I could Herbst. have I could have Ryan Blady, Cody Ware, Riley Herbst, JJ Yaley, and uh, BJ <laughs> McLeod, and I automatically yeah. win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> we know where uh, allegiance lies. It's okay. Yeah, nothing uh, wrong with it. Anyway. Um, all right, gentlemen, we've got to make some picks. We've got two race, uh, two races this weekend. We've got cup and Xfinity and we've got to make some picks for it. So, uh, we've got the monster mile. So we've got a, we just got done with a monster at, at Talladega and now we've got, uh, now we've got the monster mile here. So, uh, <clears throat> Matt, you're our special guest this weekend. So I'm going to start with you. Who do you have winning cup and Xfinity? Uh, this weekend, uh, with the Xfinity race, I'm going to go with somebody that's kind of off the beaten path a little bit. He's had success at Dover through the Arkham and Art series. I'm going to go Sammy Smith. Sammy Smith, and then right. Cup race. Ah, Cup race. <laughs> I'm going to have to say Alex Bowman gets it done. All right, a couple of good picks. I know Zach's happy that uh, Hendrick, it may not be Chase Elliott, but I know he's happy with the Hendrick uh, guy getting a victory lane, at least in Matt's eyes. Dan, uh, every, a lot of people, except for Peyton, uh, thought that you had the best uh, team here. So I'll let you pick second for that. So uh, who do you have winning this weekend in Dover? Um, I feel like overall Xfinity, this is going to come down to uh... – just grit. Dover is one of those racetracks where you know it, it, it is a monster, and you got to tame it. So, um, I'm going to go with Josh Berry. I know I, I pick him a lot in Xfinity, but I mean the guy is good at all the tracks. I mean I know he started in short tracks with, with JR Motorsports, but I mean he's pretty much good at all the tracks. Um, for Cup, I'm actually going to go with one of one of my team members now. You know, <laughs> we just we just pick teams, but. I'm going to go with Chris or uh, Joey Logano. Sorry. Oh, you're just trying to get Ryan Hill on your side now that Zach's not here. That's that's. I mean, he's going for Chase Elliott. I mean, he 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 put out here. It pains me, but I know. But you just picked Josh Berry and Joey Logano. You're trying to get Ryan on your side. I'll I'll take Ryan on my side if if he's looking for a new side. I'll take him if he's going. I gotta make fans somehow. (laughs) I can't just be good at drafts and fantasy and fantasy NASCAR. Uh, all right, Zach, wh- who do you have winning uh, in Dover right. this weekend? Well, I have Elliot winning because, I mean, he won last year, and I'm going to pick Elliot to win every race until he wins one. Until I'm right. Exactly. Until I'm right. It's going to happen one day. And then uh, I have John Hunter Nemechek winning for Xfinity. Interesting picks. Mike, what about you? Who did the uh, – I know you like to look at the stats. Who do you think is going to win here in Dover? So I'm going to – I feel like Zach's kind of taking a page out of my book because I'm also going to keep picking Kevin Harvick until he wins. <laughs> but the stats actually back it up. In his 42 races, he's got three wins, and he's only bit, and he's only ever had a DNF one time in 42 races. And then as far as Xfinity goes, I'm going to go with uh, Justin Allgaier. He's run 22 races at Dover in his career, and he's finished in the top five in half of them. 
and he's only DNF'd once again one time. Interesting picks here. Uh, for my picks, I'm going to go with uh, for the Xfinity series. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with experience. I'm going to say Justin Allgaier gets it done uh, for the Cup series. You know what? I'll jump on the train with Zach and Mike. I'm going to say Martin Truex Jr. gets it done. He's got a couple wins at uh, at Dover. He did relatively well before contact with Ross Chastain last year, and. Uh, it's one of his like six home tracks. So, I mean, you gotta, <laughs> you've got to go for with, uh, with the hometown guy. Uh, that's one thing I love about MTJ. He's got like six tracks. It, I don't think it's six. It's like at least three though, that they go to. It's like, he's the hometown guy here. So, so um, I would just like to say, I think everyone did well last year until they had contact with Ross Chastain. Yeah. That, I think that that's, was a, a uh, overused sentence last year <laughs> yeah you know a quick side before we before we uh close out the show i felt like uh i feel like because of that though this year it's so easy to go to ross chastain i mean here in the cup race we had a uh you know here in the cup race we had ross chastain getting blamed for <laughs> Heck yeah. I, I like it. That. That's all that's yeah. also kind of like a, a Disney thing too with Wreck It Ralph. So I yeah. you know Bravo, Tom, Bravo. <laughs> There's a reason you're on Florida Man Racing, bud. Uh, but yeah, I mean at, at Talladega, Ross Chastain got blamed for, for causing a wreck uh there too. And I feel like it's just it's so easy to blame Ross Chastain now. It's like yeah, he's well, an automatic and, scapegoat for everyone in the Cup Series. In all fairness, that did look like his fault initially. And you like see the replay, fault. and you're like, "Oh no, that one wasn't him." Oh, I wish I could repeat on air exactly what I heard Justin Mark say in the infield when we were at the Colt Swindell concert Saturday night because I was standing <laughs> five feet away from him. <laughs> yeah, Justin doesn't like it too much. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> Look, somebody could be twenty cars away from Ross Chastain and wreck, and it somehow still be his fault. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, but nonetheless, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, before we get uh, in, uh, before we get into the show, close Zach. I know you've got a fantasy update. Uh, you've been excited to give us this one because Very you're excited. now. I am the leader, but I'm going to start off. Uh, we're going to do. Let me put it up. I'm going to. How about that win? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I almost had three in a row. I was only two yeah. points behind. On, for yeah. So that row. was this week at uh, Talladega, and then overall we have a uh, new leader over there. Oh, that guy. Yeah. That, that guy. guy. <laughs> well, well, that's why I, I wasn't looking at the fantasy. I was a little busy yesterday, and I uh, I texted Dan, and he was like, "Oh, it's a tie for first. And I was just looked later, and it had repopulated, and I was. Up by a few. Well, they, they so it looks like they went back and redid some points because on the race results initially, um, Justin was only three points behind, and now it looks like he's four points behind in the race in the race results. So they went back in and adjusted some points there. So mm, I got you. Well, okay. And I will but, also say just because I can, four of the last, actually the last four weeks have all been a scuff winning. Twice it's been Justin, and twice it's been me. 
We had a and, couple comment. We had a couple comments come in. Set up man said he failed a uh, science test in eighth like grade. And he thought it was Ross Chastain's fault. Uh, <laughs> I, and, uh, I, I know Tom Willoughby. I'm not sure Ross was born yet, bud. <laughs> uh, it was still his, it was still his fault. Uh, and, uh, Tommy Williams had a he had a comment to me about my two two points being behind the is the first letter. If you ain't first, hey, you're last, right? Well, the last two weeks I was first, so I'll I'll take. I had a flat tire about three years ago, and I'm pretty sure I saw Ross Chastain's hauler pass me on the interstate. (laughs) Watermelons all over the ground. Yeah, that's actually how I blew the tire. I freaking hit a watermelon. Yeah. Uh, anyway, if you guys want to, if you guys want to join us uh, playing fantasy uh, NASCAR fantasy live, just use the link down below. Uh, again, uh, we'd love to have everybody uh, play play fantasy with us. Um, yeah, we're getting into the uh, kind of the final episode here, or final part of the episode, not final episode. Unless, say, man, this was a short career. Not unless we get kicked off, which you know, I sometimes I worry about every day. But uh, <laughs> but we want to thank everybody for watching. We appreciate all of you uh, tuning in. We appreciate all the support that you guys have given us. Uh, Matt, special thanks to you for joining us. We, we're glad to have you, and we're uh, always looking forward to the next time you join us. Absolutely. I'm joining us. Absolutely. And uh, let's get some, uh, as always, you can find uh, find us on all of our socials. You can get the audio versions uh, of this podcast on all the platforms you see below. Uh, check out our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. We're on all those platforms, and you guys can find that link on any of our socials. And, uh, yeah, let's get some closing remarks. First of all, our producer, Mr. Zach Williams, what say you? Uh, it was a real good night. I had fun hanging out with you gentlemen, as always. Thank you, Matt, for joining us. Uh, thanks for everyone at home for tuning in and watching with us as well. Comment your thoughts. We'd love to see those. Uh, make sure you guys join Fantasy. It's really fun. We have, have a good time doing that as well. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Absolutely. Mr. Mike Daphner, our purveyor of Daph stats. What are your closing remarks here? It was a real good night tonight. I enjoyed the draft segment. As always, it's fun hanging out with you guys. And I'm not really sure what to do with my hands, but raise hail, praise Dale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dan, Dan's trying to figure out how to copy it. He's... Uh, Dan, what are your closing remarks here? Uh, as always, I want to say thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, I know we usually shoot for an hour, but we always end up going over by like 15, 20, 30 minutes. So, uh, but you know, thank you for hanging out with us. We, we enjoy it. The comments at the bottom of the screen, uh, like Zach said, uh, join us in fantasy NASCAR live. Um, I mean, there's not really a place to talk smack on there, but you're definitely more than welcome to, to DM Zach bell and, and trash talk him anytime you want. Um, but, uh, Join us, have fun hanging out, Matt. As always, thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah, hopefully, we'll yeah. have you on a couple more times before the end of the season. Oh, yeah. um, love all 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 the all the uh, content that you put out with uh, your your podcast, and I believe you're also like on the radio or something. I don't know, some kind of radio celebrity. Yeah, we're, 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 stri- we're strictly FM radio. Um, but uh, no, as always, thank you for hanging out, guys. Um, excited to see some uh, some Dover racing this weekend, and um, yeah. Tune in again next week, guys. Yeah, Absolutely. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. Uh, as always, once again, Matt, thanks for joining us. We appreciate having you, and we appreciate mm-hmm. everybody watching. 
Uh, we can't wait to see you guys next week. Hopefully we will have Mr. Zachary Bell back with us uh, again. Thoughts are with him as he is feeling a bit under the weather. Um, hopefully his internet will work next week. Yeah, hopefully so. He's Zach has uh, had not had the best of luck lately, and we uh, we hate it because we always enjoy having him on the show. He's such a great personality to have. But, uh, our uh, until uh, next week, we will see you guys uh, in a week. Hope you guys enjoyed Dover. <laughs>